welcome. 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 Welcome to Unsinkable. Welcome to Unsinkable. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Previously on Unsinkable. Meaning that they do all the things of the appearance of it versus leadership and the fruit that it actually should be bearing in you to prove, show that you're a leader. Because your title does not make you a leader, but people use titles as fluff to say, hey, I'm a leader. And so I just want to have a conversation um, about what the two is. And um, I had got, uh, I wanted to talk about this, which is funny because we were just explaining to each other before the show what Clubhouse was, right? Hey y'all, welcome back to Unsinkable. It's Steven. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Nina. Hey, it's Isabella. Hey, I'm Gigi. Hey y'all, it's your girl Nafisa. And today's episode, um, from the title, y'all should know what we're talking about. We are talking about spiritually fit versus physically fit. Um, we'll be discussing a documentary that goes along with that that there is very um controversial to some very normal to others probably um and very strange and a reason not to follow jesus for some people and so um Antonina, you want to fill them in on what we're talking about today <laughs> you said it's a reason not yeah. to follow jesus <laughs> um yeah, so it was uh, a documentary that I saw um, about Gwen Shamblin, and I found that to be um, really an eye opener, especially being that when um, originally um, what us as vessels in the community are that we are a part of now, I had built a phys- uh, fitness community, and I thought that was interesting. And so we have this lady who is now deceased um, in a terrible uh plane crash earlier this year and she was like a weight uh loss uh dietitian specialist who then conformed her business to the faith of following Christ and saying that her church members which she called the remnant had to be um to look a certain way and raise their children a certain way and it was more about how they physically looked and I felt like um that spoke to me um, especially being that from where I built one community from to this one. And then it also just really much applies to what the body of Christ is right now. Even while we're talking about 21 days of prayer, I believe that, uh, Stephan, you talked about that um, actually even on today, on day 14 of 21 days of prayer, about leaders looking physically fit, but are not spiritually fit. Mm-hmm. So, um did any do anyone else have anything to chime in on that? Like, do we know what um, spiritually fit versus f- physically fit? Can we tell? Can we tell that? Have you been in a church like that? Have you been around people like that? Mm-hmm. Yes, actually, I have very many family members like that. Like, they go and they um, dress up and put on these nice clothes for church and try and put on like a happy persona while we're at church. But when we go home, it's a different story. Like they act like like they don't know Jesus at all. Like the way they treat their children. That sounds familiar. I remember, first of all, y'all. Didn't you talk about that on the last episode, something like that? What? Um, Somebody who treated their children a certain type of way, but acted a certain type of way at church. 
I think I always talk about that to y'all. That's how traumatizing it is for me. No, because when you're young and you're not a believer of Christ and you can only see, Stefan says something like, um, we are the only version of the Bible some people might see or only version of Jesus some people might see, like get to witness. And so that's how traumatizing situations like that is. And um, they used to bring all these uh, physically disabled children to church. And, you know, a lot of people like to adopt foster children. And they were so like one way in church. And then when we went to their house after service, it was just like, why is that child locked in a room? Why does it make you feel like they're disgusting if they eat that way? And you know that, like, I don't know. And maybe because my heart goes out to like, I don't like to see people get treated wrong. And it's like, wow, it was like day and night. And it was like, hmm. And so that's when I thought like you were supposed to act a certain way to go to church. I didn't know about the spiritual side. Hmm. Anybody else? Wanna... What you said reminded me of a documentary I watched when you were talking about um like they want to adopt children, but they want to take them home and treat them a different way. It was a documentary and this lady and her husband had birth, um, not birth, sorry, Lord. They adopted these kids. But then they would, like, abuse them and neglect them, those children. Like, it was so bad. That just reminded me of that. They had nothing to do with this, but it reminded me. That, that is true, though. Um, for, it's, that's a thing. That could probably be, even be an episode, how we adopt children just to abuse them through the system, the benefits. That is actually spiritually fit versus physically fit. Their heart is not in it. They're in it for the physical benefits. I think I know what you're talking about. And not, I can equate it back to the Bible because... It's it's exactly what I talked about this morning. The vine dressers wanted the vine, but they didn't want to treat the vine right. They didn't want to treat the vineyard right. They want they mm. they will take the children. They will bring people into their church. They will attempt to um, teach people and bring them under their wing, but don't want to teach them or treat them right. But that's something else that just mm-hmm. crossed my mind. Um, I feel like telling the difference between spiritually fit and physically fit it can be hard if you not in your Bible. Because even the Pharisees and Sadducees could tell people who was spiritually fit and just physically fit, even though they couldn't tell themselves they was physically fit. Like, they knew something was different about Jesus. They could see that something was different there spiritually. They could see something. And so I feel like when you know the word, when you know certain things, it's easier. But when you just, when you only physically fit, then it's kind of hard. Like, when you only know about the physical when you only um give into the physical and blame everything on the physical i hope that makes sense um yeah you can't really tell but yeah no no go ahead you go okay there i just um read uh this scripture earlier today it was first time because i got it pulled up first samuel chapter 16 verse 7 and it's where um where David was, well, where Samuel was about to anoint David as king. And, you know, like Samuel had to go, he went through all the brothers because the dad was trying to push the physically fit brothers because they looked like bigger in stature, statue, and they, stature, they looked, you know, like kingly, but they weren't spiritually fit enough to rule. But God, you know, David spent time with God, like in, in the, fields you know he killed the lion killed the bear by the grace of god and so he was spiritually fit like but his brothers weren't and yeah that's it that was good right (laughs) 
Okay, Isabella, what you? Oh, right. No. Yeah, what you said was good. Um, I was also thinking about how in the outside world, like it's so much easier to get by. I guess when you focus on the outside things, like when you, like for example, for an interview, right? Like you know that the first thing the person is gonna see is how you're dressed and so a person who i guess is like you know dressed to the (laughs) the nines or whatever um they're gonna have a better impression of the person so even for i guess promotions and things like that like a lot of people focus on the outside looking physically fit um when the inside like they can have the wrong intentions like they could be doing all these things but it's easier for them to go by just looking the part like working on the outside so that they can get through the doors they want to get through but it's like when you're practicing your walk with god it's like you're able to discern more through the you're you're able to look past the surface in the in people when other people might not notice the same things you do i like that um yeah because one thing i was just sitting here thinking about was like the difference in being spiritually fit and physically fit, of course, reading your Bible is very, like, it's it's a good thing when you know the spirit behind the Bible, when you know the author behind the Bible, when you know the person that the Bible is telling you all about. It's great to indulge in reading your Bible. But um, being spiritually fit is really about, like, walking in the spirit. That's how you feed your spirit. Like we say, like reading our Bible is feeding our spirit and it is a form of it. But in a way, like Jesus is the bread of life. So walking in the spirit, walking in the Holy Spirit, walking along with God is what's physical, what's feeding your spirit. I hope that makes sense. But I I have a question. Do you think that someone can start off spiritually fit and then just uh, eventually become physically fit? Because um, I'm not saying she was wrong because this our body is our temple. Right, and I believe she started somewhere. Mm-hmm. But if you, um, some of us, you know, we read up on it. I watched the whole documentary. You can see where her physical was. I guess, Lord, forgive me. I wasn't with the whole beehive pump thing. I don't know what she had going on with her hair and the extra tan. But I, I, you seen where she looked healthy. I'm gonna be real, real with you. Even to the physically eye, at one point she looked healthy. She dressed well. She had a great message. You could tell um, the spirit of a God rested there at one point in time where maybe she did get a revelation. But somewhere along the line, spiritual flabbiness started to seep in because even her outer appearance started to match her what what was happening with her inner appearance. Uh-huh. Did you catch that, Stefan? The, uh-huh. the clothes and 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 listen, this ain't about your skirt being to your ankles. But it was just some things she was doing, the things she was instructing her her church members to What's do. Allowing. Right. The things she was in, in, instructing them to do, even up to a, a certain kind of abusive children. Um, one of them, um, allegedly, I got to say allegedly, you know, um, one of the couples even had to um, got arrested for murder of their child. Not one. One of them, it was supposed to be accident. The second one, they got caught. I'm just saying, can you can you can someone start like that? And then, you know start spiritually fit like really walking in the spirit of truth because that's what you're walking in and then somehow you're walking in the spirit of lies a false spirit because doesn't that tell us in first john four 
um, test the spirit? Mm-hmm. I want to answer this just um, from the um, documentary point of view because I watched it and it was crazy. Like, that's crazy that we was really watching it around the same time. And then we said we're going to make the episode about this because I like me, like, I feel like that's how you know when you're spiritually fit, when you can watch something like that and really sit there for the spiritualness of it because I didn't like in the scenes that they showed of her speaking in the scenes that they showed of like just her and then the things that the people were saying to me did not add up and I seen it eventually like like you said like you can physically see like where it start going downhill and where she start changing and she did do some questionable things did allow some questionable things and some questionable things started to happen at a certain point but I feel like that woman at a certain point really was like she was really working for God. She was really out here in the field, minding her business with Jesus. And then somewhere along the line, I don't I don't know, because, yeah, it turned into a cult. You started telling people that they and that's the thing. People were saying that um, she was telling people they had to be a certain type of way. And this is what the um, people who went to her church and things like that were saying. But in all of the videos that they would show of her preaching, of her speaking, of her doing things, you would hear her talking about um, being fit and eating right and things like that. But her, like the biblical things she was saying were very sound. What she was saying wasn't anything overtly like, oh, you're going to hell if you are fat, which is what people were saying she acted like though. And so... In a way, it's like, hmm, the way I viewed it in the whole documentary was like, I don't know. It came off as people who maybe just didn't want the discipline. Because you honestly see most of the people in the documentary as well weren't even Christian anymore. Like, they was on there. And I'm not saying, I'm not talking about nobody relationship with God. But what I'm saying is from the fruits that were being displayed on this documentary of how they were speaking about her the words they were choosing to use, the cursing, just how they lived their life and the things that they were saying after the fact of going to this woman's church, it seemed as if they had, they used the her bringing fitness and things into it as the excuse to not like church anymore and not follow Jesus and not follow her at all and anything like her. And so I feel like, yeah, like you can go from spiritually fit to only physically fit and trying to please the crowd. And I feel like that's exactly what happened with her. And it was crazy. It was crazy. It's crazy, y'all. What happened to the part where um, many churches had her program in their church, but when she started to deny the Trinity in a way? So I want to ask you something about that. Did you ever find um, a clip of her saying that? Uh, no, me personally, no. I, I think if we have to go back and rewind it, but um, it said that they came. Like I don't think that it was most so as as far as like because we heard the clip of her applauding how they she abused the children. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some who was still very um, brainwashed. Her daughter lost a child, couldn't yeah, mourn. Yeah. She blamed the church that they lost the baby because maybe it was one of them. It's kind of hard to say, can we have a clip? Because these are scattered sheep now. And we know how can a a church hurt? Like you think of someone coming to following this. This is amazing, especially women. Let's be real. 
Women love to get fit and get cute. And I got Jesus. Oh, this will work out. I love it. I tried to even fit the two together in a way, not like in that way, but in a way that was like, because, you know, um, I believe if you feel good on the outside, you're feel, you got to be feeling good on the inside. But it was just that um, even when she was talking to them, you can't get a divorce. You must stay married. You must do this. And she started to go sideways. Does this go back about the fruit? Uh, the fruit? Yeah, we were talking about, um, didn't we have an episode about fruit or something like that? Testing the fruit or something. And um, just what it was cultivating because where I'm not saying that she didn't, I'm not saying that she did. It's allegedly, but as far as things went how does the fruit because they say now that's this is where you test the tree by its fruit how was her fruit was is it is it that far off because you can eat fruit from a tree and you can eat rotten food and become ill it's scattered because a lot of them look like was you even on the program no shade i'm not trying to be funny at all i'm being serious like like when did you get off the program jesus forgive me because when did you stop the program exactly because this is excessive but i can tell these are hurt scattered sheep also and it's like that was what's happening um, stood out to me as well like you could like yeah yeah and and her daughter takes over the church now right so what are some qualities that you feel like is alarming to y'all that you might be like "Mm, that person's not walking in the spirit of truth what is something that might alarm you personally from anywhere you eating, because you know everybody don't 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 teach the same, and they might be like, "Oh, I got to check that out." But like, what is something that you feel like you have to that that's alarming that you feel like the person is walking in carnality, the flesh, opposed to the spirit? Um, I think one for me would be when they start denying sin, like stop, you know, acknowledging that we are sinners, that they're a sinner, that you know, at the end of the message or during the message, you're a sinner. When they don't acknowledge that, it's a red flag. It's time to go. We need to do some of those red flag posts, but okay. Um, I feel like one thing that throughout the thing, like, sis was tossed to and fro because even in the thing, like, one of the women was like, well, no, one of the husbands, You remember the, like, he was kind of country and he had got a divorce. um, And he said, like, his wife pretty much said, like, um, Gwen got a divorce. So, um, no, his kids, his kids, I think, was like, um, like, you and mom are going to end up getting a divorce because Gwen got a divorce and mom has to be like Gwen. And lo and behold, Gwen, I mean, him and the wife ended up getting a divorce. And so I feel like it's, Going back on what you said, like when we talked about the fruit, like I said, fruit is being able to back up what you said. Being um, Fruit is being able to back up the things that you're teaching. And if you're going to teach that you can't get a divorce and then you turn around to get a divorce and now it's okay for everybody to get divorces, that that's, yeah. I feel like one thing that shows bad fruit is condoning things after you've done it just because you be doing it. Like, no, like how Georgetta said, when you stop calling sin, sin. Just acknowledge that you're a sinner. Don't don't say it's okay. Like no, it's not okay just because you do it. But yeah. Now, Fisa, what you was gonna say? I would say for me, it's the personal lifestyle. Like you can say anything, you can preach this gospel, you can do it real good. Like you can you can tell me the truth, but how you living? 
that's that's for that's one for me. If I don't I don't know, if I don't, you're not bearing fruit outside of the church. That that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Isabella, you got any red flags? Yeah, I agree with um with what Nathison said because especially like how um Auntie Mina said about like how these people were lost, like they were like sheep. They're looking at Gwen as their example. So everything that she does, they're gonna do too. So if she's really following the Lord, then it, it flows down to their lives. And so since you know everything was a mess, it just showed that she wasn't she wasn't spiritually fit. So that's definitely a red flag. Like if if whatever she's like she's putting herself in the place of God. Like, oh if I do this, then it's okay. And if I don't do it, then it's not okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would say that. And before we jump off this topic, I feel like another one is not like when you have influence, not acknowledging that influence. Because I feel like one of her excuses could be don't follow me or things like that. Like leaders love to say that, but it's like, don't deny the influence that you inevitably have on these people, like regardless. So yeah, I that. agree. Cause one of the things they said with weight loss is you only need to eat this certain time of day, every other time, just pray and be hungry. I get that with fasting. It's a point of a principle of fasting, but I don't know. I think it's dangerous. And I love what uh, Stefan said is not acknowledging the influence. And this goes back to leadership in the fluff and leadership in the fruit. That was the episode that we talked about. And we got to be careful because it's a very thin line to allow those who look to you to make you idle. And then you feast off of it. I think that's what makes it a cult in that power that goes to the head because it's sort of like you become a King Saul. Mm. You start having what other people tell you to do. And if you lose the most weight, you get into leadership. And if you do this, my thing is um, if we can all just name something, one thing that you feel that you will apply in your life to keep you in the spirit, to keep you spiritually fit and not fall into idolatry or anyone else to, um, um, you know, seem like you're following something cultish. What is something that you would do to, um, cause, uh, Stefan said, it's not just reading our Bibles, but what is something that you feel like it would, um, feed your spirit? For me, um, I would say like, um, you know, really repentance daily because I, I acknowledge when I'm in my flesh, like acknowledging my flesh, you know, so I can separate it instead of coming into agreement with my flesh. That's something that I would have to do. Um, um, I feel like for me, I would say something of the same thing, just acknowledging that like, I'm not Jesus. I'm not God. Nothing else is God. We Everything on this earth is created. Everything. And so I feel like that's one thing that helps me stay in the mindset of like, you better look to Jesus because can't nothing else help you. Everything will get destroyed one, one day. Everything will be gone. All of it. Yeah. Anybody? Can you repeat the question for me? Because that's like I understood it, but I didn't really understand. Can you, can you do it one more time? What is something, a quality that you would do or something you would apply to keep you in the spirit? Um, that will feed your spirit opposed to your flesh. Um, I think um, it's my time with God, to be honest, or worship. I think I have to have like some private time with Him, like maybe in the morning or like before I go to sleep. But I need, I need some, hurt some time with Him. 
that's what helps me. Um, I agree with Nathaniel what he said, but I know like it can be so easy like to fall into it because I know like when I first started my relationship with God again, um, I was so focused on <laughs> keeping the streak on the Bible app, like <laughs> making sure I read every day was priority. But like I remember getting caught up in if I didn't have a hundred days because I read it at one a.m. instead of before twelve, you know, like that night. Like I got caught up in it so fast and I was getting caught up in like the physical, the physical fitness, I guess, you know, like being able to screenshot and put on Snapchat, like y'all don't got a hundred um, days in a row like I do. But yeah, I, I feel like that's probably how she got so caught up in it. Like, Yeah, because she was on TBN, she was on the news, she was everywhere at one point. Like this I mean, if you got if you got the money, you're not spiritually centered. Then, mm-hmm. bro, she was on Tyra Banks talking about cut your hamburger in half. I could have told you that. I'm just saying it was you found something that worked in the physical, and you fully blamed. And and this is and this is what I'm saying. Like I believe she had a revelation, but we can teach the Bible any way we want it to fit for who we want. So it's sort of about as a leader, knowing your audience too. And it was like, yo, I can get them because if that was your main focus and mind you, she was spitting scripture. Mm-hmm. She was spitting scripture, but she, right. But she then went and can and able to put it in the way that she want. And it's like, cut this and drink this and you can eat what you want, but don't eat after this certain time. And it's like, honey, are we talking about intimate fasting here? And I'm not doing that. But the way nobody's seen it until after her death, how many people can be hurt by that? Bella, is this something that you feel like you can apply? And, 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 and I ask this is because this will help us not fall under the influence of cultish ways, being careful where we eat from, knowing when the spirit is not there. We got to learn to move with the cloud. Mm-hmm. And I think that's and, what happened. And I feel like, honestly, I'm sorry, Bella, but um, like that's what happened with some of them because it was one woman on there that stood out to me who was still a believer, who respectfully gave her opinion, her experience and all of that. And so I feel like the way some people come to Jesus may be traumatic and through trial and error, but she got to Jesus authentically and she knows some Jesus now. Like it was like, I I forgot who, but one woman on there. Yeah. She didn't allow that to take her away from Jesus. It just took her away from that church. But um, Bella, what would you finish say? So what would be the, like defined as cult? Like I looked it up and it says a misplaced or excessive admiration for a particular person or thing. Hmm. So, so like she was the obsession, right? Like Gwen was what more of what they were focusing on than, I guess, God. In a way, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like, yeah, yeah. Going back to that definition, yeah. Okay. 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 So that makes sense. <laughs> I forgot. Your, I forgot your question, Antonina. I'm sorry. Was it a different question? No. What than what? Um, oh. What what is something that you feel that you um that you can practice or that you feed your spirit to make sure you stay spiritually fit or not to fall under you know circumstances or influences or leadership like that so you can be able to always know to walk in the spirit discern the spirit what is something that you know that you apply daily? Um, I think besides 
you know like spending time with with god every day personally i feel like having other groups where you could be like oh like is this normal because even in like a regular relationship right like if you have a boyfriend and you can talk you can talk to your friends and be like oh like we did this today like is that normal like is that is that out of the ordinary like and they could be like no like that's like mean or oh yeah like that's normal we do that too like having the holy spirit as well as like maybe your family or people around you like letting people know what's going on with you so that if something sounds out of the ordinary they can like they can let you know or they can give their feedback on it that's good because wasn't some of the members like they couldn't talk to other people they couldn't go to other churches they couldn't like like um the the man that she married his daughter the mm. ex-wife was saying like his daughter couldn't have no friends outside of their conference mm. Mm. and isn't that it, but don't we hear about that in churches today i think dr alexis i watched it and her mentor was in a cult and didn't even know it, and she was in there for years and they used to be like you leave this church you're going to hell you leave this it's like what Child. Okay, that was good. Um, Stephen, did you say what you do? Oh, yes, you you also you said what you all right, y'all. I mean, um, I just you know, we we always must test the spirit. Let's really um pay attention to first John four and one. We have to really understand if if this is the spirit of God, because God will let you know, and it's good to have discernment. Um, especially to be, and that's how you, your discernment will also let you know your level of spiritually, of spiritual fitness also, I believe, um, you know, um, just hearing God. And this is why he said, my sheep know my voice. We, we got to really listen for the voice of, um, voice of God in these situations to be truly guided. Um, so that was my take on it. That was a good, um, topic. So where are we going? SOS, it's time to sink or swim. Um, if you, if this is your first time tuning in and you don't know what this segment is about, let me just give you the rundown. We go over some topics, um, news headlines, we go over um, controversy sometimes, just things that um, we find interesting that may be um, kingdom stuff, that may be church stuff, that may be worldly stuff. But we come and give our take on it from a kingdom mindset. And if we would swim out to save the person, thing, or idea, or let it sink. Um, And so, today, we are talking about Dave Chappelle. Antonina, you want to give us the rundown on what happened with him? So, Dave Chappelle, of course, you know, he has a stand-up if you didn't know, he has a stand-up comedy on Netflix and it released about uh, two weeks ago. Um, and he, um, he did a segment and he came in talking. Came in being Dave Chappelle. He gives very much what he was given. And last time Dave Chappelle did a show and he even talked about the history of talking about the LGBTQ and um, just having these, um, you know, jokes about them and how a lot of them were saying, stop punching down on my people. And one time he did a show. In, in this recent show he did, he explained how he did the show and there was someone in the audience that um, admired him that was from the LGBTQ. She was uh, trans and um, how they became friends. She became an open act. The young lady then died. And um, now because of how, and, and I want to say this right, 
how he came in to start a conversation that was needed in the manner of what his talent is and the only way he know how. And he opened the floor up and he, he, he stated clearly that there was no disrespect, but he asked for them to stop punching down on his people. And now the trans community wants to cancel him and want all his Netflix documentaries taken down because they do, some of them do work for Netflix. They feel it was um, harmful to the community and what they stand for. And he refuses to have a sit down conversation with them because he said, no, he basically addressed everything he had to address. And he said, I'm not sitting down with them. And so now they want to, um, and they said it's not cancel culture, but they said it's just a respectable way. And um, basically we want to know how do some of you feel and um, how do y'all feel about that? Is that a sink or swim? Are y'all letting him sink or y'all swimming out together? Anybody want to go? Nobody. Um, I was looking up scripture. Okay, so I think I'm going to save him, but because there could, there's room for improvement. You know, like in Proverbs talks about how a soft answer turns away away wrath. Like there are things that he could have avoided saying, even though I know that comedy is his profession. Like it's things that he could have avoided saying or said it a, a different way. Um, so that he didn't defend anyone. I know like in some of the books that Paul wrote, one of the books that Paul wrote, he talked about how even if like, he, you know, he wasn't a vegetarian or nothing, but he was saying like, he, he said that um, eating meat wasn't a sin. Basically he said eating meat wasn't a sin, but if eating meat def- offended his brother in Christ, then he wouldn't eat meat around that brother in Christ. So I don't know if Dave Chappelle is a Christian or not. I just watched a video on I watched videos on his um that that topic right there. But I feel like he would be much better off if he knew how to, you know, be more gentle with his answers or try not to offend people. But then again, comedy is literally his profession. So um okay. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not swimming. I'm not swimming. I'm not swimming out to sea. And it, and I'm going to tell y'all why. I'm not swimming out to sea because Dave Chappelle don't even, don't need nobody to save him. Like he said, he don't want to sit down. He said what he said. Dave Chappelle is a very outspoken man. His comedy, he he's quite funny. Like I, I like Dave Chappelle, but I'm not women out to save him because I feel as if what he said, I understand everything he said, how you say anything about the LGBTQ you cancel, but people can do any and everything about everything else. But at the same time, mm, I don't know. Um, But I just feel like there was a better way to say it. You're a comedian. I understand that. But you got up there. The first thing you said was, this is going to be my last show for a while. You made it controversial on purpose. I understand how um, the media works. Of course, I get that. But I feel like truth without love is a bit pointless. And he even went to the point to um, say, like, just the, because I watched the full thing. And it was good. 
not not my comedy that I too much like no more that I'm trying to stay away from, but I watched it for the sake of this segment. And he got to the end and he, like, I feel like most trans people or LGBTQ people would have a problem with it because they turned it off in the middle. Um, his jokes were quite something. Like, even his first joke that he opened up with, he made a joke about um, a pastor that I'm not going to say on here. Um, but his comedy, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, let me see. And I feel like his use of, I had a trans friend, was the equivalent of saying, of a racist saying, I have a black friend. It wasn't very, it wasn't a good excuse. And I just feel like he dug himself in his hole. And he know, like, he know, he didn't care. Like, Netflix don't care. They letting him keep it up. Like, that's the only reason I'm not going out to save him. Because I feel like there's enough people swimming out to save him. I don't have nothing too, too much do with me. I don't um, necessarily agree with the way that he put his point. But I get and agree with the point to an extent. And so that's what I'm saying. I'm not swimming out to save him. I'm not swimming out to save the um, LGBTQ. I'm staying on my boat and watching everybody else swim to their sides and fight in the water. I'm sorry. I didn't even explain why I said I would go save him. I would go save him because I feel like it could be a way to teach him how to be better about it. Um, Yeah. I'm... I'm actually really surprised that Netflix was, like, standing beside him. Like, Netflix, like, yeah, like, they've done a lot of, like, or put a lot of controversial stuff on Netflix. But usually when people end up, like, complaining a lot or, like, protesting, I think they take it down most of the time. Um, So, honestly, I was really surprised that they were supporting him with this just because of how many people were, um, I guess, complaining about that. But... Yeah, I agree with Nathaniel because, like, like one, he knew what he was doing. Um, he knew what he was doing, and he knew it was gonna get a lot of attention. Like, uh, like it's like it's it's almost like trying to help someone who doesn't even want to help themselves. Like, he's kind of used to this, and I guess the people that um, like his humor like already understand him. So it's really just like two opposing views like one side doesn't like his type of comedy or doesn't like what he has to say and the other does so like I don't really like he's never really I've I've never really watched much of his stuff so in general but yeah I would just leave him be personally like that's what I would do Marfisa how you feeling about Mr. Chappelle? (laughs) Um See, this was kind of hard. Like, I'm in the middle of you and George together. Yeah, so I feel like I won't save him, but I will call a lifeguard. <laughs> no, I won't call a lifeguard. I won't save my watch, but I'll call a lifeguard. But because, like the thing you said, like, he said what he said or whatever, but even, like, to, like, I think their whole, well, I said what I said, and, like, I'm not going to sit down with nobody. It's kind of like, Mm, rude in the way because like yeah you said what you said but like like what you meant by it then um but then with George Getter because maybe it was like the truth but how he said it 
that was the problem. I don't know, because comedy, they going to say how they going to say it, but I, I'm just, I'm in the middle. So I'm, I'm not going to swim out, though. I'm not getting in the water. I think I like the sand. <laughs> but I also want to um, point out, like, I don't know, like, we know Dave Chappelle is Dave Chappelle. And I feel like that's um, the excuse I'm going to give him. Like, Dave Chappelle is Dave Chappelle. That's his kind of comedy. But what I don't want to... um. Um, what I don't like certain when certain people say it is comedy is his job. Comedy isn't always disrespectful. I don't know how as a society we've gotten so far into this believing that comedy has to be crude, disrespectful, um, sexual. Like, that's a form of comedy, but... You don't have to use certain context, certain words, certain scenarios just to get a certain point across. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't know. I ain't, I'm sitting in my boat. I'm going to go pick my pizza. Um, so it's gold's past for me, comedy being his job. People thought Jesus was rude and disrespectful. And before we be like, Dave Chappelle is not Jesus. Jesus rebuked the disciples for saying that he offended the Pharisees and Sadducees because they had no understanding. What Dave Chappelle did is what many people need to do on certain platforms. He caused a storm, which is basically unsinkable. We're going to cause some storms. And he, he acts not to be saved. But if he wanted a friend to swim out to to check on him, I will. And I say this to say... Stefan said it's equivalent to a, a racist person saying they have a black friend. But what no one realized is that same community that said it's harmful for the community. It was the one who contributed to the friend. Death. If you, you go back and read those tweets, this same community that I was a part tear each other down every day, but wait for someone on the outside. And this goes for anybody. Black lives matter. Black people love to go and make marches when another race or whatever do something, but we do it to our own communities. And we never look inward and we always quick to look outward. And, and I thought about this from the kingdom mindset because it's only two types of people in the kingdom, the wise and the foolish. Foolish people would say, tell Jesus to not talk to the Pharisees like that. That's why he spoke in parables. I believe he did it in a way where he can commune about it because he said he was uncomfortable with it until he had an experience. And if we listen, the, the trans person was in the audience and laughing it up until he said one thing. He said, hey, I want you to know that I'm a person having a human experience. And like Jesus, he wanted the Pharisees and Sadducees to see that he was Yes, all spirit, but having a human experience. That part right there is what got me. Because at the end of the day, Jesus says what you do to the least of them. Now, we can sit here and say all day. There is a lot of punching down going on in a lot of communities of people who cannot change and do not change the way they want to be. And this is not no, no hate towards anything, but we're quick to say he can change his language. It's a little crash. But at the same time, we're passing laws for people, for others that are trying to shut the mouth of a kingdom. And I'm not saying that he is a kingdom. He is a Christian. I'm not saying that. 
But who are we to say how to use a catalyst when most of us believers won't even use our platform to stir the boat? We don't like to create storms. Everything is love this, love that. But love is controversy. Everybody think love is a one-way type thing. And I think that's a problem going into things. Now a conversation is started. He said, here, I did my part. Now y'all deal with it. And if y'all want to cancel me, then so be it. This is not the first time they canceled him. This is not the first time they admitted to take it down. But Netflix hasn't taken a lot of things down. There's pedophiles out here. There's children going missing. There's people telling you, um, they telling you that, yeah, abort your babies and do this. I see nothing. And everybody runs to swim. And I, I do find it that we are becoming desensitized to a fact that we feel like you may not be the advocate to be in the front, but we need somebody to start the storm so we can get this going. Because see, it's what's on the other side of this storm that comes. Now, he's not asking to be saved because like he said, he said what, his, what he said. He is hurt by his friends and we can't negate those feelings and be like, oh, because you had. No, I, I personally don't feel it's the same equate as I had a black friend. Where was these same feelings? Where is the protest when we shoot each other down in the street? Where was the protest for that of your community that you were tearing down? Where is it? Sometimes we got to call things out. And that's what I loved about Jesus. Jesus loved to have people because, you know, we're going to think about it from a kingdom mindset. He let them invite him to dinner and then went into their house and told them about themselves and they got mad. But what was what, what was the point? What was the point? Because you don't like what you hear. So you choose to have a heart and heart or you choose not to see. My thing is, he don't want nobody to save him. So would I let him sink? No. If he asks somebody to swim, that maybe he's open, I'm going to swim because at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that we need to address. And I feel like all these new words, obias, I can throw anything. You got pink phobia. You got this obia in front of anything and we all be like, okay. And I feel it's another way to desensitize us instead of us addressing the real issue. It's a cover up and he stirred the pot and many people don't want to deal with it. And it's easier to say, you right, let's take him down. And I ain't a big fan of Netflix because they show little girls half naked and everything all over the place. It's a lot of things that we shouldn't watch that we feed ourselves as believers. And I only got to watch it because I was with my best friend. We, we, we can't think like the world. Jesus didn't think like the world, but he still had a human experience. And that part, what that girl said, that's what made me say, you know what? That's how we love on them. They're having a human experience. I don't, it's, it's not, oh, hate the sin, love the sinner. No, no. You see your brother or sister going into the fire, you pull them out with fear and trembling. With fear. That's what it says. And, and I think that we don't know how to apply the kingdom mind because you don't know how to, we don't know how to eat the scripture. You got, you got to, who's going to do it then? And, and, and this is what upsets me because it's like, this is not a hate thing. Now, even me coming out of that community, I've seen it. I still explain it to people, but it's a human experience that we all trying to get here through here. We in a flesh, we in a tent. And we trying to get it through, but we can say, yeah, chop up your body parts, do this, do that, do all of that. And it's, it's like not a blink. It's not a cancellation and not saying that it needs to, but at the same time, 
We don't know how to, I feel like we don't know how to identify a catalyst when we have to identify a catalyst. God knew who Dave Chappelle was. He know all of us. Somebody got to do it and it's never going to look like who we think it's going to look like. And that's even what's going to be happening now. I just want us to know, because if y'all look in the Bible, look at King Cyrus. I'm just saying it's always going to be somebody on the outside. We can, you can say this a little nicer. You can say that. Listen, the leaders of churches say things nicer all the time. And we see where Miss Gwen shambles, shambling. We, we see. So w- what do we want? What do we want here is what I'm saying. Because if salt in the wound hurts, I'm just saying, I can't, he don't want to be, he don't want to be saved because he said what he said. But if he ever wanted someone to swim to him, I'm swimming. I wouldn't let him sink because I believe I love the storm that he created because now let's have real conversations and let's stop with the fluff. Okay, so that's um, our sink or swim segment. Um, do anybody else have any last questions? I mean, yeah, questions y'all want to ask, comments, uh, or concerns on this topic or anything before we get out of here? All right, y'all. We going to see y'all next time. In um, the week after next week, <laughs> we hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Um, give us y'all um, comments, y'all um, feelings on this topic. Would y'all let Dave Chappelle sink or swim? How y'all feel about what he said? How y'all feel about the whole just concept as a whole? Um, and yeah, we'll see y'all next time. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.